0: Welcome to Lo-Fi Bedtime Fairy tales How are you thinking? Did you notice I didn't ask how you were feeling? If I know how you are thinking, then I likely know how you are feeling. We feel as we think, and we act or behave as we feel. I always tried to think positively, rationally, and imaginatively, fueled by a magnanimous motivation that has summited mountains. We are the mountain. Remember that. In this episode, I will spin the tale of the Great Tickle. The lesson from this story Is that while it is admirable to want to help others feel better we must do that in a way that no one is upset or offended it is not polite to make a negative comment about someone to other someone's even if they may laugh at what is communicated and like us more for what we communicated I use the term communicated instead of the term saying, since people now communicate many different ways other than the ones I was probably using before you were born. It is also not polite to touch anyone in a way that upsets them, even if it helps us or others feel better. I think we should all grab a silly postcard Write something in cursive, empowering on it, and then mail it. Yes, mail it with a stamp that has a bird on it to someone we care about. I think that would just be dandy. Off-topic, as usual, apologies for tangents. I hope you enjoy listening to this tale and it inspires you to try to help others feel better, as that is my intention with all of my creative concoctions. I hope that you are able to always think positive and well. Please remember that we should do things today to make tomorrow better. Once, there was a boy named Theo. He was named after a great-great-grandparent whose name was also Theo. From the second of his birth, he required lots of physical attention, like in the way that a chair likes to be sat in. Theo wanted to be touched, held, and so on. He enjoyed touching and hugging others, too. You could say that his stuffed animals were never without getting themselves petted, their suspected satisfaction. Theo had no brothers or sisters and his grandparents were hours away, so he had to learn how to entertain himself when he was not at school or at the park. He had a magnificent imagination. (laughs) Theo gazed at the walls in his apartment and imagined that they were forests and caves awaiting his adventure. The dining room was the great African savanna where the rhinoceroses snacked on grasses and then flew helicopters to see their friends that they missed who now lived in zoos around the world. Theo was just a sweet boy who only wanted others to be happy like he was when he was getting hugged. Theo's parents were quite serious people. They were polite and pleasant to be around, but they were not the type of people that unfamiliar dogs ran up to in search of a pat on the head. His parents taught him to not be too aggressive in being physically demonstrative with the people he knew or anyone. Theo would ask for permission if he could give or receive a hug. No kisses. That's Yucksville. High fives were up for anyone's guess, and he learned that being left waiting for a high five was just another day. Theo had lots of happiness in him to give, and hugging people back made it all better. You're starting to understand that Theo delighted in feeling good and wanted others to feel that way, too. When Theo was five, he discovered an activity that he found terrifically fanciful. Theo learned the art of the tickle. His parents didn't engage in this behavior with one another, nor do this with him. That explains the delay in him learning this exercise of animated adoration. People only tickle those that they like. Am I right? Or was I loved? One day at the park, Theo noticed a bigger girl tickling a smaller girl. The smaller girl giggled like she was going to explode all the while, demanding, as much as a little girl can demand, that the other girl stop. Theo was flummoxed. Why would someone who was clearly enjoying this activity willfully instruct the initiator to cease this pleasure? The big girl would pause, and with her fingers fluttering in the air, suspended over a belly, then they would descend again and rhythmically dance their way across the little girl's midsection with her bursting with glee. The cycle would continue several more times before they went off towards their blanket near the slide. Theo, sensing that he was missing out on something marvelous, impulsively blurted, "'Me, me, me! My turn! Me!' The girls ignored him or were perhaps more interested in what treats await them in their picnic basket. Theo turned away and went to his parents. He asked, what is that? I want to do that. His mom replied, her sister was having fun with her. That's all. His dad added, oh, that's just a game some families play. Our family doesn't do that. Next came the obvious, why? His parents looked at one another, and Mom took the lead with, We just don't do that. Not every family does the same thing. Your cousins don't swim, and we do, right? Theo remembered that one time at the pool, his older cousins wore street clothes and wouldn't get near the water. He accepted that as true and went with his parents' assertion. Still, he wondered what the real story was with what happened. He then asked his parents what the behavior was called. His parents said there wasn't a real name for it. Theo thought that was weird because it seemed there were names for everything and he was learning more names for things every day. When he was at the cheese stand with his dad, his dad rattled off about a dozen names for cheeses that all looked the same to him. He couldn't read too well yet, so he wasn't able to do any investigative work in books or computers. He knew what he'd do. He'd ask Anthony at school. Anthony had a big family, and he could probably help him get to the bottom of this mysterious situation. The next day at school, right after nap time, Theo described the behavior to Anthony. Anthony knew right away and told him that it was called tickling. Theo thought it was a zany word. He adored it. Anthony said that most people in his family love to be tickled because they laugh real hard and that they act like they don't like it or want to be tickled because it makes it more fun. Theo thought it sounded complicated and then wondered why his parents didn't do it, name it, or want to talk about it. Anthony alerted Theo that you can't do it at school because people have to respect one another and can't touch one another like that. Anthony reported that his older brother did it to a girl at his school and got into big trouble. The girl was really angry and wasn't laughing at all. His principal declared that it was like hitting someone or something. Just then, the teacher asked them to come over and begin to put their blankets into their cubby holes. Theo thought to himself about people gathering together and creating what one could call the Great Tickle. The teacher reminded the class to finish up, and with a bing-bang boogie, days went by without him thinking about it. Nothing special happened for days until the day Theo had apricot marmalade on his almond butter sandwich instead of marionberry. But let's not get all excited and cut the crusts off quite just yet. Theo was standing in line behind Cassandra. Cassandra acted like quite the princess at school and if she wasn't happy, then nobody was happy. <coughs> Theo was admiring the stitched teddy bears riding unicycles on the back of her sweater when she bumped back into him. She turned around and glared at him and barked, Excuse you. Theo could never quite understand that statement. He was already exhausted from trying to discover what made Cassandra so miserable all the time. He decided, rather recklessly, that she needed a tickle. He reached out and danced his fingertips across her back. She flinched as though his fingers were electrified icicles. She did not laugh one bit. Instead, she shrieked, Theo is touching me. Theo is touching me. Since he knew he was caught like the last pickle in a jar, Theo declared that he was shaking his hands because they fell asleep when she bumped into him. Not such a bad excuse created on the spot for a five-year-old. The teacher instructed, hands to yourselves, always. Theo didn't feel too good because he just wanted to help Cassandra feel better. Anthony had witnessed it all and he shook his head with compassion and offered, What are you going to (laughs) do? You tried. Later that afternoon, when his dad was signing him out of school, the teacher made his dad aware that Theo had not respected another student's space today. Theo was distraught as this interrupted him hugging his dad, and there would certainly be a conversation. A conversation. 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 His dad asked for more specifics. The teacher provided, Theo tickled another student. You know, we don't do that here. Theo's dad apologized for his son's behavior and then escorted Theo to their car. Theo's dad shook his head with anticipatory unpleasant emotions and announced that they'd discuss this later with Mom. Theo almost said something and rather appropriately decided not to. Instead, they listened to an interview show on the radio. The host was speaking with a comedian on her history and why she had chosen to do that line of work. The comedian reported that her youth was filled with sadness and many tragedies. She divulged that she had emotional struggles and that she had always wanted to feel better. She continued by stating that when she was a little girl, she would sneak into the living room after bedtime to watch a late-night talk show host so she could laugh a bit. She would get caught sometimes, but she never got any punishment for it. Her mom was delighted to hear her daughter snicker herself to bed. Eventually, they stayed up together to watch the joke-telling part. The host was very gracious in letting the comedian tell her story without interrupting her. Theo's dad chuckled a few times and told Theo that he remembered seeing the comedian host a TV skit show when Theo's mom was pregnant with him. Theo asked, Was she funny? Did you like it? His dad replied, Why, yes, we did. It was a nice diversion. And in the time that it takes to mash the potatoes... They were home. During dinner, Theo's dad brought up the incident. Theo came clean and revealed that he had, in fact, tickled Cassandra. His parents were shocked he did it and that he knew the word. They had always directed Theo to ask permission before he touched anyone, and he had respected that. Theo apologized for misbehaving and asserted that he had just wanted to help Cassandra feel better because she always seems so nervy. Nervy. His parents wanted to know how he learned the term. He admitted that a classmate had told him. Theo then asked why his family didn't tickle one another. His parents, in unison, stated, We just don't do that. His mom continued, Theo, you are a very touchy person. You want a hug in the morning, a hug before school, and so on. We love you and enjoy giving and receiving hugs from you. But our concern is that if we added tickling, it would all be too much. You'd just get carried away. Does that make sense? Theo cogitated and didn't think that he was really missing out on any affection. He liked the way that being hugged felt and knew that he wanted others to feel that way too. He really thought that tickling was another way to make people feel happier and knew that he wouldn't be able to do it. They had spumoni for dessert, so there wasn't any real punishment after all. Theo knew he could never do any tickling anytime in the future or there would certainly be trouble. He took his bath, brushed his chompers, got his night hugs, and fell asleep. Theo had a dream where he was standing in front of many different types of monkeys. The monkeys were dressed in people's clothing. A capuchin monkey was dressed as a firefighter while a black spider monkey was wearing a white suit and top hat. And some rhesus monkeys looked like they were headed to the beach wearing sunglasses and Bermuda shorts. They were all looking at him with anticipation for him to say something or at least that's what it felt like in the dream. Theo said something that wasn't really in any language, and then the monkeys all began leaping and screeching in joy, and then they would stop and look back at him. He'd then utter another incomprehensible series of sounds, and then they would repeat these behaviors. They loved the words he delivered, and he began to take pleasure in the dream. Naturally, all of this excitement woke him up. He left his bedroom, and then he heard his parents and others laughing. Was there a tickling party? Perhaps the great tickle was real. He snuck into the hallway and saw that they were watching television. There was a person telling stories that people were cheering and clapping at. Theo inquired, What's going on? You sure seem to be having fun. His mom replied, Theo, honey, we wanted to stay up late to watch someone on TV. We're sorry we woke you up. Theo asked, Can I watch too?" I had a silly dream and don't want to go right back to bed. His dad offered, Come and sit down between us. You can watch it until he is done with his act. Theo took cue and laughed when his parents did. He did not really understand what he was giggling at, but he knew that it must be good for his parents to be enjoying it. Theo truly liked seeing his parents behave in this manner. They were chuckling like the little girl at the park. It was like they were being tickled by the person on TV or something. Theo had chortled many times before, but he usually did it when he saw something funny happen, not when he heard words. Theo asked his parents if they could say things like the man and get people to laugh too. His parents both revealed that they enjoy a good joke, but they're not good joke tellers, and there aren't any good joke tellers in the family. His mom added, People like to have fun in our family, but no one is really witty. Theo then thought that he wanted to learn how to use words to help people feel better. He had heard knock knock jokes before, but he couldn't remember them. He asked his parents if they thought it would be okay if he could tickle people with things he'd say instead of his fingers. His mom smiled warmly, and soon it was a family hug. His dad said, Now, telling jokes is a lot like asking for permission for hugs and high fives. You have to know your audience, and you can only say what you should say. You can't just say anything because you may say something that hurts instead of helps. We'll work on this together. You can phone Nana this weekend with some jokes. How does that sound? Theo raised his left hand for a high five of affirmation, and his dad obliged. And before the moon could wink at the earth, he was back at school. When Theo called his Nana that weekend, she asked how his week at school had been. He told her that he spent all week learning his ABCs and 123s. She praised him for this and asked how well he had committed them to memory. Theo answered, okay, I guess. I'm afraid to count too high though, Nana. She asked him why. He dryly responded, Well, six is terrified of seven, because seven, eight, nine. Nana took a second of pause, giggled, and announced, So you're going to be the funny one. Next time I see you, you'll get double hugs. Theo beamed, And you will, too. I wish the best for you.